because presentation mm -hmm. is about trying to address an individual, not a crowd. You need to make your customer feels is the only one in the audience. Mm -hmm. Talking to them like they are people, not just numbers. Yeah. Opening the door to actual relationships. Sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Valte Café. I am Lina Sarate, strategist, and today I'm with Gabrielle Coder, digital product owner at Valtec. Hello, Gabrielle. Hi, Lina. So thank you for being here. And today we are going to talk about the power and the importance of personalization. So personalization for brands and for marketing communications teams. Today we will demystify this practice with Gabrielle. We will share some insights regarding this activity and, and provide some clues for marketers or strategists looking to integrate personalization practices into their own activities or into their own plans. Uh, it's the end of 2019. People are planning their Q1, Q2, 2020. So we wanted to talk a little bit about this topic because we think it, it would be a nice activity to integrate in the next year activities. So before we get into it, Gabriel, why do you think personalization today is important for brands or more communications teams? Well, personalization is really the subject of the moment, right? I just came back from a Sidecore Symposium mm -hmm. where the theme was human connection in the digital world. Mm -hmm. With 4.5 billion people digitally connected, it makes sense that uh, now online customer experience become a big brand differentiator. Yeah, yeah. It becomes a thing that will make you stand out or that will make you top of mind. Exactly. Especially that experience matters more to people now. We talk about the uh, experience economy where people prefer experience to products or services. Mm -hmm. With 70% of millennials choosing to spend their money on experience over products, businesses must deliberately design engaging experience uh, that will engage individual customers in a way that creates a memorable event. Mm -hmm. In the Welcome Economy uh, by B. Joseph Pine, uh, it says that commodity are fungible, goods tangible, services intangible and experience memorable. Uh -huh. They are inherently personal, right? Existing only in the mind of an individual who has been engaged on an emotional, mm -hmm. physical, intellectual, or even spiritual level. Yeah. It goes pretty far, right? So it's uh, it's making sure that, and it's how personalization plays a role in making uh, these unique experiences for people. Exactly. You have to customize your experience to the customers. Yeah. So how can this notion of personalization and delivering unique experiences translate online? Well, it means that people are expecting personalization. It's no longer a nice to have. With $2 trillion in US in spending on digital transformation by uh, 2021, and with about $100 billion of this that would go to retail, companies mm -hmm. that want to take over competitions know that they have to differentiate themselves uh, to win the art of their customers. One of the main breakpoints that pushed customers to bring their business elsewhere is really the frustration yeah. because of a bad experience they had. Mm -hmm. I can't find what I'm looking for or forced to complete complex process with seemingly useless steps to get what I want. Yeah, and today customers are becoming more, uh, less and less forgiving, actually. I go visit uh, brands or whatever website on my phone or just on my laptop. I can't find what I want. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not coming back. And there is so many choices, right? So you need to differentiate yeah. yourself. On the other end of the spectrum, like 60% of brand loyal customers speaks about brands like family. Mm -hmm. using words like love or trust. 
our brand makes them feel two times more important in a business decision. Harvard Business Review report that on a lifetime value basis, mm -hmm. emotionally connected customers are more than twice as valuable as highly satisfied customers. Okay, okay. So it's about making this emotional connection with your customers, making sure that you're not just pushing stuff onto them, but that what they're getting from you is valuable and it is addressed specifically to them. Yeah, having a good product or a good service is not enough anymore. You have to yes. offer an experience that comes with it. You mentioned you were at the Sidecore Symposium. And so obviously we work a lot on Sidecore. You're doing a lot of work with uh, clients on Sidecore, but it's not limited to it. Personalization is not limited to one platform. But if a team, a marketing communications team today, your brand wants to start doing personalization, where to start? Well, uh, the first step, right, is to understand your customers, mm -hmm. right? That's really the first step. That's already something that's happened previously, right? Yeah. In marketing. Then you have to create the proper message uh, that will stay uh, authentic, Uh, which is the biggest challenge there. Creating the content, like it's the biggest, the, one of the biggest concerns, like seven, 97% of people who work in marketing said mm -hmm. that is the biggest concern. You have to keep some goals in mind, like three goals in mind when you create content. Like first, you need to differentiate uh, from your market. It has to be well-written, high quality, highly accurate, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, good sources. It needs to accommodate multiple channels, especially in, uh, with the omnichannel customer experience being the key to the future of retail. Yeah. And content needs to be personalized, like we said previously, like an 84% of customers who say being treated like a personal number is very important to win mm -hmm. their uh, their business. Mm -hmm. This can involve creating content that has been specifically tailored for their persona. Yeah, sure. If tomorrow a marketer, a strategist, a brand wants to start working on personalized content, uh, what would be the right approach for them? Understand your audience needs. Think about the prospect points or customer points. What problem are you trying to help him solve here? Mm -hmm. uh, the message needs to be resonate with your customer. I mean, less about purchasing your product and service, more about meeting their specific needs. Uh -huh. Produce something truly helpful and yeah. valuable to the audience member. What it really boils down actually is understanding and knowing your customers as soon as you understand them and you know them. It's just a matter of organizing your, your content operations. Yeah, there is different ways, right? To collect data and information about them. You have always interviews where you mm -hmm. can talk to your customers yes. directly. Search history on your website. Request that trigger page impression in Google as well. You can use the tools that SEO use to understand the audience. Okay. Right, to, uh, to build content around it. Okay, you yeah. use your, your, your analytics right, yeah. as well. Uh, they drop off in your conversion funnel. So traditional research methods as well as your web analytics supported that are just by sitting data. there. Always, yeah. always supported by data. Yeah. What mm -hmm. type of action or series of action uh, that a consumer is going to do and that's going to show where he's ready to convert, for example. And we talk about data, but all of this obviously requires a solid data governance and proper tracking implementation. Yes, yes, that's a really good point, actually, because today we're working with a lot of clients on developing content and campaigns. And behind that, you need to have proper tagging. You need to have proper tracking to make sure that, that you're able to optimize, that you're able to learn from the activities that you're doing to then implement optimizations or shift activities or shift channels, shift content, or just make sure that you're able to learn. So proper tracking seems sometimes very obvious in the digital world, but It is very important. It is very essential, actually. Yeah, and this proper is far from being always the case. We we saw we see clients that have uh, split analytics between what happened on their website and their conversion funnels. Yes. So there is a, a separation here that is an issue if you want to optimize for conversion. Right. Uh -huh. It is all put together as well as looking at content. Sometimes people say, "Oh, it's hard to see uh, content ROI." Today we're beyond that. I think today, like uh, content creation efforts, need to be, as you said, data driven, backed by data, and then 
then measured and analyzed so that you're able to constantly optimize. Exactly. And after you collect all your data, you can uh, build your segments, right? And mm -hmm. uh, your personas. You can ask the, this kind of questions like, what action can a visitor take on your website that are valuable to your business? Mm -hmm. What is the motivation behind it? Uh, what level of familiarity with your brand, your products, or your service is required for yeah. a customer to complete a transaction? So once you know your audience, start creating content. Right. First, companies should stop treating content and channel as separate entities. Start with a shared message and tweak for certain target audience. This will reduce duplicates and inconsistency in your content. Okay, so for example, when you say treating separately content and channels, what do you mean by that? Just thinking of distribution strategy before creating content? It means like, Don't create content for social media. Don't create just content for ads. Don't create just content for your sure. websites. You think about a general idea and then tweak this idea across mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Channels. It's just more the notion of adapting. You have your content strategy and then you're adapting it more to your different channels. Exactly. And that's support to the next point, which is you need to modularize your content by having pre-approved content uh, building blocks. Assembling a final material from those building blocks will eliminate the need to re-approval later on because mm -hmm. approval is one of the steps in your content creation process. Yes, yes, for sure. And it's something that we see again with our clients today. Content operation is also a big thing today and approvals seem to be um, something that keeps coming up as pain points if uh, if there is not the right process in place, the right governance or the right workflow. So that's another key point. It's interesting because we're talking about personalization, but it touches upon different aspects. It touches on tracking and data. It touches on content and governance and workflows. Uh, so it's not an activity that is just isolated, that is a thing on its own. It really goes into the core of the different marketing activities. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. The last steps really in the content creation, you need to create emotional connection. Like we talked about it earlier with the, the need of experience here from the customers. So you need to identify content triggers. There are uh, content triggers are activity or situation that cause the customer to seek information from you. Mm -hmm. uh, one sure. of, uh, like for examples here, um, like the customer pre-purchase uh, research uh, that he seeks information that facilitates uh, his decision making. Mm -hmm, sure. What product should I consider? Mm -hmm. What makes your product or service better than your competitors? What do other customers think are you offering? Mm -hmm. That's the type of question sure. uh, at this step. The actual purchase, right? People are searching for the best deal here. What does pass buyer says about the products? Mm -hmm. What are the purchase related details such as delivery and returns? Yeah. Is it a better price for this product? The all yeah. sort of questions again. Uh, the third one is product and or service use. You cannot assume that your user know how to use your product right mm -hmm. away. No. So how do I use this product? How does this product fit in my current lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And the last one is entertainment. Sometimes your customer just want to be amused. So what makes me smile or yeah. laugh? What can I share with my family and friends, social media colleagues, so I can look good? Yeah. Okay, so keeping in mind the different key content moments, you know, when they're researching, when they're purchasing, when they want to understand your your product or, or its use, and then sometimes just entertainment. Yeah, so just keeping in mind those key content moments uh, and building around that. Yeah, and that's where you get to personalization, because personalization mm -hmm. is about trying to address an individual, not a crowd. You need to make your customer feel is the only one in the audience. Mm -hmm. Talking to them, 
them like they are people, not just numbers, opening the door to actual relationships. Sure. And I mean, this is an ideal, this is all theoretical. This is an ideal way of working out and looking at things. Uh, I guess once you get to it, once you get into creating um, this content, you need to deliver it. Uh, You need to have, uh, and as we've mentioned before, a distribution plan or distribution strategy. This is also where your tools and making sure that your ecosystem or your different channels across your ecosystem are properly connected, properly tagged, uh, so you can deploy your campaigns. Exactly. That's where really the fun starts, right? But depending on the CMS that you have, mm-hmm. uh, different CMS offer different tools. Uh, what the one I know, especially, is, is Sidecore. In Sidecore, you need to set up your personas and target audience. So the thing that you mm-hmm. uh, found initially on your uh, research, you need to implement it in Sidecore. Yeah. So the segments that we were talking about earlier on now become uh, segments on your CMS, on, on your exactly. website. The persona, the key values, and all these kind of uh, items that needs to be implemented in Sidecore in order to start tracking and personalizing. Mm-hmm. You create experiments and try to deliver the right message to the right visitor at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's what is personalization, right? So you create uh, rule-based patterns, uh, personalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do, obviously, A-B testing, uh, as always. That's, uh, that's going to stay A-B mm-hmm. testing. It's all that more important to understand what works and what doesn't. Yeah, sure. So starting with testing, starting with different messages and starting to deploy kind of these tests on your site. Exactly. And depending on how much content you want to test or how much of your audience is going to be targeted, uh, Sidecore even offers an AI assistance here uh, called Cortex that's going to identify which message best match each user path. So there is some help. Okay, uh, so they're using AI to define what are the best messages. Exactly. They analyze all the paths that reach to this message and the results of the user seeing this message. Okay. Very interesting. And the last part, obviously, is uh, define success. You mm-hmm. have to define your KPI here. So depending on your channel, if, you, if it's email or paid, it could be as simple as reducing bounce rate, increase, mm-hmm. increase open rates, increase click-through rates, uh, yeah. reduce cost per click. Or even more importantly, it could be the number of leads, the cost per lead, the cost per acquisition mm-hmm. here. So exactly. So making sure that when you get into these campaigns, you establish already what are your success facts? What is it that I'm going to be tracking and what is it that I'm going to be looking at so that I am able to implement optimizations or learnings and making sure whether it was successful or not? Exactly. One additional thing that Sidecore offers is the engagement value. So it has to be set up in Sidecore. So you're going to assign engagement value to specific actions on the portal that's mm-hmm as bring value to your business and to your user. So based on that, you could optimize the message to increase engagement value as well. Yeah, like for example, filling up or signing up to a newsletter that would have a certain value. So key activities on your site. Exactly. Uh, So, okay, so this is interesting. We understand our customers, we create our content, we define our distribution strategy and our KPIs or key performance indicators. Again, this is a a theoretical way of approaching it. Um, This would be by the book or, or textbook way of approaching personalization. But if tomorrow, let's say, maybe a brand or maybe a marketing team is not ready to implement personalization at full scale, what would be a starting point to a quick win or a low-hanging fruit um, for them to, to get a foot in the door and to start, you know, testing with it? Okay. So what we do, really, uh, one of the great starts you can do is try to do a proof of concept in terms mm-hmm. of personalization. It's a great way to experiment with a few scenarios and demonstrate that uh, it's it's feasible. That it right? brings value back, yeah. Exactly. So one of the benefits of those uh, proof of concept, it's you're going to familiar the team with the new Sidecore functionality because not everyone knows what Sidecore can do. Mm-hmm. Introduce best practices, lay a foundation for eventually a scaling effort, mm-hmm. determine resource gap 
for scaling personalization. So for example, maybe you need way more content in order to achieve what you want to address, right? Mm -hmm. By starting by doing a little bit, you will see that some of the content that you produce is not enough. To, mm -hmm. uh, to achieve what you want to achieve. Okay, so understanding what the, what you would need, what resources you would need in terms of, okay, uh, also maybe people, expertise. Could be people, could be content, could be media, mm -hmm. it could be an image, could be stuff like that. Or maybe type of pages, like amazing, for example. Okay, okay, like developing maybe landing pages uh, for a specific campaign. Exactly, okay. and customize it. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, validate your audience assumption with data because you're going to keep adding data by creating your experiments, you're going to see, oh, does this work? What I, what I assume initially, is it working really? Uh-huh. Okay. So it, it's also a way maybe you think you know your customers and you and maybe you think you understand them. So through these proof of concepts, through these tests, you're able to either validate what you're thinking, your hypothesis or not. Yeah, exactly. And with that, you're going to build a provable business case to get future investment because that's one of the things the marketing team need to request maybe some budget right, uh -huh. to build those personalization at scale. So by proving that it's working for a subset of your audience or a subset of your visitors, uh -huh. you're going to get the, the funding that you need to uh, to go further uh -huh. and deeper. So maybe with a POC or yes, proof of concept, uh, they don't need to start maybe personalizing for all their segments or for all their products or all across the website, maybe you could just start personalizing on a section or a specific product, a specific audience, a new product maybe that you're launching, or there could be different scenarios according to, to the different needs. Exactly, yeah. And, and to start with that, you just need a couple of workshops with mm -hmm. the, the right experts around the table, like CX, UX, strategy, business, you should be able to have a better view of what are the possibilities of what the platform offers here. Yeah. And that's a great point you make. I mean, when you look at or start thinking of personalization, it's not an activity on its own. It's not a thing that sits next to other things. It's really at the core uh, of all your different practices. And, and what you're saying is interesting of inviting all the other practices. So making sure that when you're looking at personalization, it's not just a, uh, an IT thing. It's not just setting up your website, you know. It is making sure that You involve, as you say, CX, customer experience, user experience, uh, the content experts, so that everyone is around the table. Yeah, and the people that maybe talk to the client as well. It could be your, uh, could be your your employees that are actually talking mm -hmm. to the people, you know, customer yeah. services and stuff like that. Yeah, that so front, front line, yeah. front line people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you can always target like a couple of quick wins at the beginning, the one that uh, you can see that uh, Sitecore promotes. For example, you can personalize based on goal, right? You assign a goal to a page uh, and you change the message on your own page when a user view this page. So mm -hmm. he completed something, now his own page is going to be different. Yeah. Another one that's really easy is uh, uh, geolocalization. So first you need to enable the geolocalization IP targeting, and then you're going to present a specific image Uh, to the visitor, maybe an image of his city, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when it lands on the homepage. So it's uh, it can be reassuring for them. And familiarity is reassuring for them. So yes. that's a couple of quick wins that could drive uh, like uh, some results quickly. Uh -huh. And then next time they visit the website, they will see, you know, content that uh, it will be specific to them and unique to them since yeah. we already know them. Targeting returning visitor as well is a great, uh, is a great idea. So if someone came once twice this week, then mm -hmm. third time you're going to present a different message because maybe they're ready to convert. 
Mm-hmm. Very interesting, Gabrielle. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your insights and your take on personalization. Uh, but we want to hear from you. If you if you want to get the discussion going, uh, connect with us on Valtex LinkedIn or uh, on Facebook and uh, reach to us so we can keep the discussion going. As we see, personalization is important because it helps brands uh, to better connect with customers, to better understand them, and obviously to see positive results from marketing communication efforts that can be backed up by data. So thank you for listening. And thank you, Gabrielle. Thank you, Lina.